Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Birth Queen Podcast. I have Jasmine with me, who I guess your last name is Jordan. I didn't know, I didn't care. No, still don't. No, we're good. <laughs> um, there's so many places we can start, but I always like to kind of just start with, which is how we met yeah. um, on the panel is, who is Jasmine? And it's such a loaded question. I know. No, <laughs> and I love are, it, though. People are like, wait, that's really a hard <laughs> question. I'm like, I know. I know. Like, it is. It is. But no, I, I think at the end of the day, like, I'd like to describe myself as multifaceted. I'm an onion. I have layers. I'm a mom. Um, I am literally just me, myself, and I, and there's so many layers to it and elements that, you know, I'm still understanding and learning each day, but at the end of the day, I, I like to be known as a strong individual, um, a loving and caring, genuinely kind and humble person that is extremely blessed and grateful to see every single day that I'm able to. So that's, that's me. So how long, when I saw your mom, I didn't realize New York is new for you. Yes. So literally. where have you spent most of your time? Ooh, a bulk of my time, obviously childhood in Chicago, born and raised. Um, but then when I graduated from college, I moved straight to Charlotte, North Carolina. And okay. I was there for almost 10 years. And so oh, now okay. I'm in the New York, New Jersey area coming up on eight months. So Oh, you're still like new. I'm still new. I'm still getting there. I still got boxes in my house. So my neighbors probably judge me, but no, I'm getting settled. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so as far as like, you know, your childhood, like what did you know what your passions were like from an early age or did, you know, like when did you kind of arrive at like, this is my jam Yeah, and, and what are those things? You know, it was, it was interesting. Like, I feel like I went through so many phases when you're growing up, whether it's like the super tomboy phase where I'm wearing, you know, my brother's dicky jeans and hoodies, like just one that of the That was like the best face. Oh, that, that was, was my favorite. <laughs> with the like big With the big t-shirts. jabot. Yeah, <laughs> and the jerseys. Like you couldn't tell me yeah, anything. Yeah. I was in my element. My mom was like, <laughs> put a dress on. Like, no, we're not doing this. I know, but nowadays um, if I had a girl, I wish it would go back. Right, you wish. Sometimes these little girls, I'm like, oh, Ooh, it's, it's different. I'm like six years old. Yeah, <laughs> boy mom, proud of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll have those worries because. Yeah, no, it's no. a thing. If okay. I had a mini me, stressing me out. Yeah. Um, like, I stressed out my mother, but I definitely went through a lot of ebbs and flows where at one point I wanted to, you know, be in the fashion industry and design clothes. And it was like the prime and beginning of when Jordan Brand had a women's line. Oh. So I literally would like create sketches and then give them to my dad. I'm like, send them in, send them in. I want to see what they think. Um, and they were sweet. They made prototypes of like things that I, I drew up. And I was like, you guys, this is so ugly. <laughs> produce this <laughs> so I went through that stage and then after that it was one of those things where I really started to understand basketball and that was probably when I was like 10 11 mm -hmm. years old and that's when I knew like okay wow like I love sports like I want to be in and around it in some capacity I don't right. know what that looks like but I need basketball and sports to just be literally adjacent if not in my life in some capacity and so did you play I, I played I retired early I suck. Um, and <laughs> I have no problem admitting that those jeans didn't come to me. If I pick up a ball the right passion. now, the passion is the there. Passion That's is what there. I got. I was like, I have my dad's passion and competitive, but the skill set, 
No, that's okay. I, I would trip over my left feet. I'd end up in a body bag within the first 10 minutes of the game. It's, it's just not like that. So I let it go very early. Okay. Um, so then I think it's, you know, and two, as a, you know, I, I think about my like career as a trainer. Mm-hmm. As a female, there isn't this like encouragement, especially when I came up, like yeah. of women to be in sports outside of playing. Like, I, you know, I'm almost 10 years older than you. So, sure, women played sports, but it still like was not yeah. respected in the same way. Mm-hmm. But you didn't really see women involved even in an right. adjacent way as like an agent right. or, right. you know, a sports caster mm-hmm. occasional. Yeah. So, like, how did you come to like what that might look like, like mm-hmm. to be involved? Like, how did you uncover? I think for me, it was really entering like high school. And like, I knew, again, I wasn't going to be on the basketball team. It wasn't right. going to happen. But instead, I did the alternative route of like, okay, what's close to it and still passionate in mind? And that was dancing. So okay. I ended up being on our palms team at both of my high schools, Loyola Academy and uh, Whitney Young. And so for me, I'm like, okay, like, I'm really here just because I want to perform at halftime. But then when halftime is up, I'm sitting on the sidelines like, defense, yeah. hit the ball. And they're like, Jasmine, no. Like, relax. you got to perform like five minutes. And I'm like, okay, but the game is going on. Like, I'm right. trying to watch the game. Right. And so once I, like, transitioned out of high school and really got into college and was preparing for college, I just knew that my major had to be in sport management. Like, I knew, okay, okay I'm going to whatever institution that will teach me the business side of sports. And if they didn't have it, I didn't want it. Okay. And so even being that specific narrowed all of my options down. Okay. Um, because a lot of schools at the time when I was applying had it as like a minor or had it as like a club and like extracurricular, but yeah. not as an actual major until I applied at Syracuse. And Syracuse had the full sport management division, the major, and at the time it was the call the College of Human Ecology. Um, and they literally had everything to learn the ins and outs. And I said, okay, great. Yeah. This is perfect. And even when I applied, got in, I even looked around my classroom. I was like, okay, there's only about eight to 10 women. Mm-hmm. And the class is like 30, 40. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Like maybe this isn't a field that is known to us or we didn't get exposure to us as women. Yeah. And that's when I want to see how can I break that barrier or bring it right. in by at least getting my degree, doing my due diligence. And then when I enter the world, continue to pay it forward and bring everybody in. Right. So it was definitely a journey to really understand like, okay, how and what does that look like? And I think it's still something I'm learning and evolving, but it's definitely starting, you're definitely starting to see like, okay, women are in sports and that doesn't mean we're playing it, we're understanding it, we're teaching it, we're talking about it, so on and so forth. And it's starting to break that barrier of it being a norm. Yeah. So then, okay, so then you graduate. Yeah. And then like, what was, what was the journey to like be where you are now mm-hmm. as far as work? So I graduated <coughs> ooh, 2014 um, and ended up transitioning straight into being the coordinator of basketball operations with the Hornets in Charlotte. Oh, okay. And so I was lucky and loved it. Like, obviously, my father's the owner of the team at the time, but leading into it, I did two internships prior to make sure, okay, I solidified my understanding, know, knew what I wanted to be in the department and division. And once I finished my last internship, I told them, like, hey, I don't graduate for another three, four months, but... I'm excited to work here. And the uh, recruiting representative in HR was like, okay, we don't really have any positions open, but like, we'll, we'll keep you in the loop. And I'm like, okay, I'll be back. Like, <laughs> I'm just letting you I'm know. I'm moving here. I'm moving <laughs> here. Like, I'm, I'm going to do it. And sure enough, like, I think it was like two months before uh, my actual graduation date, I sent in everything, my resume, 
um, cover letter and all to the same HR representative. And she was like, ironically, there's a position open. So more than happy to interview you and see if you could fulfill it. And I did. And so I graduated on that Mother's Day weekend in 2014. I think I moved to Charlotte two days after and started my first day right after that. And then for me, my thing was like, I just wanted to hit the ground running. Like, mm-hmm. got my degree, did it, check it, great, amazing, but like, let's go. You want to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I was like me, I'm like, let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> How were you received by the team? You know, it was interesting because I think the players at the time, like, most of them knew me because I did work, like, during some of their draft years or their transitions and interviews when I did my two internships. Um, so the players were like, yo, like, welcome. Like, you yeah. know, kind of took me in as like little sister, you know, kind of mentality. Um, and then the front office and my actual colleagues was the ones like, I didn't have to prove myself, but at the same time, I'm going to prove that I got here on my own merit and mm-hmm. not my name. Mm-hmm. And so when I first got there, you know, I had a couple of interns within my class or these new hires in my class that'd be like, damn, you don't have an office already? Like, why you got a queue? You should have an office. And I'm like, Oh, I need to earn that. Like, what right. are you talking about? Right. And they're just looking at me and I'm looking at them. I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to give you what you want. Like, I'm yeah, going to work my way up here. Right. Um, and sure enough, I did. So I started in the cube and then I moved to the team desk and then I moved into the office. Like, I did all the things. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that relationship with not only my managers and directors, but the athletes continued to grow. Mm-hmm. And they were able to see like, okay, she's really about her shit. Plain and simple, like this is what she loves to do, and we're seeing that. So yeah, give her her flowers. Yeah, I love that. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. So then, what what made you choose to come? To I transitioned. It? Yeah, it was sad. I didn't want to leave because, like, I love Charlotte and I love working for the Hornets. But it was one of those, like, okay, I've been here for six seasons now. Like, what does that growth period look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and in basketball operations, you don't really leave it. Like, once you're in, you're in. Um, and even at the time, I was one of two women that were in the division and in the department specifically. And so that trajectory or like or that next point, you know, was that GM role or director operations role. And I'm like, I don't know if that's really what I want to do because okay. um, I was building a great rapport with our athletes and starting to understand them a little more. I implemented our sports psychology um, and personality index te- testing. So like that brought me that. closer to them and understanding, OK, what do you guys need as athletes and how can organization help you and knowing that that was becoming more of my niche I'm like I don't see that here I don't see that in a team yeah I see that more on like player development player branding player marketing because then that brings me closer to the athletes their needs but also tell their stories in the manner in which they want to be received right and so that was when I knew like okay I, I had my time I did my duties at Charlotte let me start transitioning and looking elsewhere and so I applied to Nike and Jordan um, in sports marketing specifically. And so it was an easier transition because my oldest brother at the time, Jeffrey, was already there. So I would come out to Portland. I'd shadow him and like walk around. He'd be hyped. Like, yeah, my little sister's with me. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> it's like, bring your sister work day. Um, every time I came to campus. And one of the last times I, I was there, I met with his manager. And I'm like, hey, I don't really know, you know what sports marketing is from the standpoint of applying. I didn't see anything online. But like, I would love to work here and here's my resume here's all my things contact me directly or contact jeffrey and just let me know and it was about four months after that that they said hey we have a position open as a field rep let me know if you're interested and so i said okay great do i have to live in portland though because no <laughs> like no shade to portland but i don't want to be there it was cold it rains like 340 days of the year like i didn't want any parts of that and so oh, God. they said how about we do this 
as you transition into the field rep role in Charlotte Hornets is the only Jordan branded team in the entire NBA, take on the Hornets account and the athletes that represent there that are represented there. And then you can stay in Charlotte and then we'll have you just travel and see other athletes in the Southeast division or up at the East coast that can make Charlotte base for you. Okay. I said, okay, great. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect scenario. So that's how I transitioned in without having to go to Portland, um, but still was able to kind of marry two of my positions from the past to the present and start to merge over and, and really just embrace it from that standpoint. I love it. It worked out. Yeah. And I'm still there. Not in Charlotte, but I'm still a field rep. In how Jordan. are you liking the transition to New York? You know, it's different. Um, I think I think the South softened me a little bit, that Southern hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> New York and New Jersey energy is it's different. Like yeah, it's <laughs> respectfully, it's different. Um, it does a lot a lot uh remind me a lot of Chicago though. And I think that's what probably made it easier for me to get adjusted to because I lived in the burbs and to me like Jersey feels like the burbs to New York. Like yeah. it's that calm, it's that peace, but then when you get into the city is that's the, the energy. energy. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, ooh, it's a vibe. Like you just yeah. love it. And I mean, there's it. no Literally, yeah. you know, all my friends from all over the world, they're like, there's no, no. vibe like when you touch down in New York City. No, like, it's different. It is different. They're literally like vibe. a plane lands and you just oh, and you like, feel, feel the vibration. You feel it. Yeah. And like everyone gets mad because I'm the person that I love traffic. So like driving in New York traffic, New Jersey traffic, I'm sitting there like, do do I do. I'm listening to music. I'm vibing. Everybody's cussing each other out, honking and stuff. And I'm just like, this is great. (laughs) I don't care if I'm going to be 40 minutes late. Like, I'm cruising. Yeah. And then you're not in control. I mean, that is one thing. Like, Mm -hmm. New Yorkers never really get mad about people being late because you're like... It's out of your control. You can't control the taxi. LA is, like, worse. Oh, I can't imagine. The traffic in LA is... It has to be rude. It's rude. (laughs) And it's such a car city. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like most people that probably walking. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, no. But but the problem with LA and I'll never understand it. Y'all have like what, six lane highways and expressways? Like why is there still traffic? Why do you still got traffic? Like at least I understand here and in, in even in Chicago, like, okay, there's three lanes, nine times out of ten, one's gonna be under construction, it's gonna merge it too. Y'all have six. No, LA is no. like ridiculous. It's it yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean I'm from Oakland and but now like when I go home there's like sometimes there's traffic and I'm like, what is Yeah, what is this? What is this? <laughs> like I didn't grow up with this at no. all. Like no. things we'll are supposed up. to just flow. Mm-mm. So um we have something in common. We're both boy moms. Yes. So um how how's motherhood treating you? Motherhood is amazing. Um I always tell people like that that was my purpose to be a mom, but like specifically be my child's mom. Mm-hmm. Um because I don't like everybody's kids. <laughs> All right, so, I'm it down. so did you know you always wanted to be a mommy? I always knew I wanted to be a mom. And okay. I always wanted a boy first. Like Oh, you knew. Hands okay. down. I always wanted a boy first. And I think it's also because growing up with two older brothers, I'm like, okay, okay I know this. You're like, like I, I get this. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. you guys are going to look out and protect. Yeah, okay. you know, so I'm like, no matter what, I definitely want a boy first. And so I was very, very excited. I cried my little ass off when I saw, like, on the ultrasound, like, oh, yeah, it's a boy, because leading into it, I swear it was a girl. Oh, okay. I thought I was having a girl, even though I was carrying low, so, like, all the myths of, yeah, you're carrying low, if you like spicy food, you're having a boy, if you're carrying sweets, you're having a girl, and I was, like, all over the place, um, so I couldn't really tell, and then heartburn, it was just, it was brutal, but leading into the appointment, I told my son's father, I was like, I feel like I'm having a girl, uh-huh. I just, I feel like it, and so he was like, no, like, let's just see when we get in there. And sure enough, she was like, nope, it's a boy. Cried. Just waterworks, waterfall, everything. Lost it. And I was like, okay, this is the greatest day of my life. Like, I'm having my boy. 
That was awesome. You want more? <laughs> you know, that's a great one. <laughs> you know, woo. It's, it's hard. I'd say my answer changes every day. So if you ask me today, yes, I would love to have a little girl, just one little girl, and then like shut it down. But if I end up with two boys, I'd be hyped too, and I'll still shut it down. I'm not it's doing fun. more than two. Yeah. Um, I got this like gift package with a onesie in it, so you can have Rolling. it. Rolling. Uh-uh. I opened it, and I was like, um, I know I need to lose a little weight, but like, I'm not pregnant. What are you doing, and I, what are we? I was like, does she? What? That's an omen. It, it's a sign that you're supposed to do what for. Yeah. How? <laughs> You have the answer to how the hell that's going to happen. You know, we'll, we'll, we're going to figure it out. We'll figure it out. But it's not funny because, like, people no. who are, like, a little clairvoyant are, like, you're having another one. And I'm like, don't put that energy on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was at a table with all these birth workers with twins. I was like, see, Ooh, no, no. No. I want no parts of that. No. no parts of that. Actually, both times I got pregnant, I said, how many? Oh. I think See, God knows. I'm like, don't do that. That's what I'm saying. He knew to give me a boy first, um, and then to give me some time to really time. like enjoy yeah, yeah, yeah. motherhood. And so My that's like three years apart. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's cool. That's but, perfect. But the two boy thing is it's real. It's busy. See, I yeah. I love that for you. Because you're the... Are you the baby? I'm the baby of my parents. So the OG kids, we call ourselves. But I'm the baby. Two older brothers. Um, And so like, I knew... I just knew what that lifestyle was going to be like. I was like the baby but then you got only child syndrome when you're the only girl like i don't care what anybody says because me and my mom would do our thing this that and the third have our girl time then i come back and be like, oh, yeah i have brothers <laughs> i forgot about you guys <laughs> me and mom went to new york to go shopping like we were thriving and yeah. then we come back like oh yeah hey guys <laughs> but no I, I love being the youngest and i love being the only girl of my, of my parents uh, and now i have baby sisters and so yeah, I gotta be a big sister to them and how so old are they loving that um i'm 30 so they're nine they're baby babies. Are they twins? Twins. Oh, wow. Yes, twins. So, love being the big sister and, like, setting the tone. I'm like, y'all too young. I can't pick on you guys. Like, my brother's picked on me. But, like, once they get a little bit older, yeah, big sister's going to put them to work. <laughs> what are, they, are they super different? You know what? They are, but, like, they're not at the same time. Like, okay. twins, you can tell them apart for sure. And yeah. they definitely have different personalities. One's a little more girlier than the other. Um, but at the same time, they're, like, thick as thieves. They love just doing everything together and just rolling out, like, two peas in a pod. And I'm like, I love that for y'all because I have that. So yeah. enjoy My it. My goddaughters are twins. They're now 16, which I'm like, oh, oh my God. What the mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, time flies. It, it does. It does. So I always ask everyone, like, what's your biggest push moment? So it doesn't have to be childbirth, mm. but, like, in your life, what what's your biggest push moment? That's a good one. You know, I think my biggest push moment was probably, probably the first time my son got sick. Mm. And, like, it was, it, looking back, it was really just a cold. But, of course, I didn't know what to expect. Um, and he was about six months and he wasn't sleeping. He wasn't eating. I was breastfeeding. He wouldn't take any milk. And I'm just like, something's off. Like, I can't tell what it is, but he's just, he's not himself. Um, and so I took his temperature and he had a fever of like 103. So I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and get the medicine going. Let me get the cold rags. Let me go ahead and schedule the doctor's appointment and do all the things. And I just remember sitting there like praying, okay, take your nap, like go to sleep. I promise when you wake up, you'll feel better. And like, I'm talking to him, and again, he's six months. He doesn't know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like he's just looking at me, like, okay, like I'm gonna still cry. And I just sat there and was like, yo, I don't think I'm doing this right. Like 
maybe I'm not doing the right things as mm-hmm. his mother. I'm not giving him what he needs. And that's why he's upset. He's frustrated and obviously not feeling well. And so when I took him to uh, see his pediatrician, who's incredible in Charlotte, North Carolina, and a, a black woman at that, and she literally got his medicine, did a little rock. Like I was just watching her and she clearly was a mom, knocked out, went straight to sleep. And then she literally was just like, you can cry, you can release. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, isn't that obvious that I'm just like, I need that. And she's yeah. like, yeah, hang out in here for a little bit and just relax and take it in. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, I got this, but I got a village to mm-hmm. help me. And I have to understand and lean on the people around me a little bit more. Like I can't do it all. But it had to take that first, like, oh, my God, what am I doing moment to be like, you actually got this, but understand that you don't know everything. So lean on your tribe, lean on those around you and just know, like, it's going to be okay. And that was a turning point for me. I was like, okay, this ain't easy, but it's going to be all right. And how are you handling the not doing everything? Oh, (laughs) yeah. My therapist would be like. You need to work on that a little bit more. <laughs> I think I kind of know the answer. Yeah, it's like a two out of ten. <laughs> I had to rate it. Um, because I am I am a super mom and I'm one of those like I do it all. Like I, I have no choice. Like I have to do all the things from working to raising him to keeping the house clean to also maintaining my dog's sanity. I'll also being the glue to the family. Like I wear many hats. Mm-hmm. And so when you have to stop and think like, God, I gotta ask for help. Before you do it, you're like, okay, no, you don't. Like, let's let's just talk this through. Like, you got this still. Let's look at it from A, B, C, and so on. Mm-hmm. And I'm the person. I'm going to get all the way to Z before I'm finally like, all right, let me just ask for help. And by the midpoint, whether it's my mom, whether it's my friends, they're like, hold on, like, Jasmine, let me just. I'm like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. You guys, I swear, I'm okay. I got this. No. <laughs> no. That was the cue to be like, it's okay to ask for help, but I have to go through my process to finally be like, all right. That's it. And it's it's frustrating because I think even in my younger years, in my 20s, I'm like, help is, asking for help is weak. Like, you got to be able to hold it on. You asked for this. You chose to be a mom. You chose to have this life. So asking for help is not something you should do. Mm-hmm. But after a while, and it was many talks with my mom, and she was just like, you know, asking for help is actually strength. Mm-hmm. It's acknowledging the heck, hey, I can't do it all, but I'm relying on the people that have raised me and helped shape me to pull in their abilities to help me in this moment. Right. So it's not about being weak. It's actually from the standpoint of understanding like, hey, it took a village to shape you. So tap into those other elements that you have that was given to you from other people to help you give it to your child. And I was like, okay, now that's a different perspective. That actually allows me to be like, okay, I can ask for help two out of the five times. And then if I can't get it, you know, it, it all works out. But it's a process. Do you feel you have a little bit more pressure because of what your second name is for sure Mm -hmm. for sure and like you know motherhood is it's a journey and it's a joy and it's one of those things I love to share I love to talk about my son I love to talk about you know my birth story etc because it can help anybody else or at least it allows that relatability you know the people I talk to or my followers on social media whatever it is but then it's that extra layer of like well you probably had it easy or like well you didn't really struggle and it's all connected to the name and I'm like you guys like remove that I'm a mom. That's it. Like, there is no other extra layer. Like, your kid doesn't really care. My child has no idea whose grandfather is right now. Like, (laughs) he's four, and he's just chilling with grandpa. Like, hey, he's not like, MJ. Like, he's not checking for that, okay? By the time he realizes he's going to do the same thing I did, he'll probably Google. Like, 
it is what it is. So when everybody's like, nah, he's lucky to have him as a grandfather. I'm like, he don't even know. Like, that's just and grandpa. Like, and he was, who cares? Like, who cares? I doubt your dad's like, yeah. You know? <laughs> Let's talk about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. He's How like, many rings does just, grandpa have? Thank you. Like, count them out. Like, come on. I mean, he might have, have a couple of yeah, yeah, No, for sure, for sure. Oh, like, no. I would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're going to learn today. <laughs> like, let's go play in the trophy room. Come on now. I know, I know. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, my son's not going to care about any of that. Right. Any of it. Right. Um, and I think that allows, even in my family, like, becoming a mom absolutely normalizes all those other elements for that exact reason. Like, anybody in body willing and able, you can be a mom. And that doesn't have anything to do with the last name or anything tied to it. And so that's the gift within itself. And that continues to give. So yeah, it's one of those things like you can't shake it. You can't avoid it. But that child could care less. <laughs> How was your birthing experience in your pregnancy? Did you, did you let's start here. Did you enjoy yeah. being pregnant? I loved being pregnant okay. because I felt like I could just eat everything <laughs> and not feel bad. Like it was. And it took me to my second trimester to really feel like that. Um, but it was funny because You're like I'm just gonna let it hang out. I'm I loved it. Yeah, no, no, like no, no shirt tug. Nothing. <laughs> like crop top and belly out. It no. was thriving. Like you couldn't talk <laughs> anything. And so it was funny, and it was fun because when I found out I was pregnant, I had no idea. I went to my OB gynae appointment and just regular checkup. Wasn't thinking of anything of it. Oh shoot. And the sweetest man, my my OBGYN, <laughs> the sweet southern man, was like, Well, congratulations. I said, for what? <laughs> he said, well, you're pregnant. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not. He said, man, I promise you, I've been doing this for a long time. You're pregnant. I said, sir, unless you see a baby head popping out, I'm telling you right now, I am not pregnant. He said, okay, I'm going to need you to go pee on the stick. We're going to do some blood work. And then we'll talk about it in like 20, 30 minutes. Sure enough, I've been on about seven sticks. <laughs> seven. They just kept handing them Hand and all. I'm like, no, 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 this one, You're one more. In denial. I'm like, yeah. you know what? This one got a little wet. Can we just do another one? Like, in denial. All came back pregnant. Pregnant. Two lines pregnant. Pregnant. I'm like, damn. Okay. And so he was like, well, how do you feel? I'm like, I don't know. But okay. Like, right. I literally just sat there. I was like, I just need to sit in it. Yeah, you're like, I need a second. Yeah, I need a second. He was like, okay, so you don't want to know how far along you are, huh? I was like, I mean, we're here now. It's like, okay, you about 10 weeks. So now I'm sitting there like, okay, for 10 weeks, what have I been doing? Because <laughs> I just want to make sure everything checks off. But I was like, okay, well, well, what's next? Because I clearly wasn't planning for this exactly. And so he's like, no, just go on home. You're going to get all this paperwork and review it. And so I got in the car um, and my son's father was overseas at the time. And so I called him and was like, so... I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh. oh. <laughs> like, okay. It's like, well, how do you feel? And I'm like, well, how do you feel? Because it takes two to tango. And he's like, nah, this is great. Like, this is great. Oh, okay. I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> keep telling me that. Like, I'm processing. And so he was like, no, it's okay. Like, Keep me posted. Let me know. And, you know, my contract will end. You know when it ends. And I'll be home. I said, okay, cool. All right. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, who do I call next? I call my mom. Should I call my dad? All right, let me call my mom. So I call my mom. 
She sent me the voicemail. I was like, damn. All right. <laughs> send her a text. Hey, call me when you can. Everything's fine, but call me when you can. But not really. But not really. <laughs> and so then I was like, well, she ain't answered. I know my daddy ain't going to answer. So I'm like, I texted him first. I was like, hey, let me know if you're free. Just got to, you know, just gotta catch up and chat. And so then he called me right then. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Alright. <laughs> wasn't expecting this response. You were like, Ugh. I really wasn't expecting it. And so Aren't you busy? Aren't you MJ? I think that's why he was busy doing something, but it, it's fine, it's fine. He was like, no, 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 I'm dad first. Okay, let me, I got the text. Let me go ahead. Meanwhile, my mom's like, hey, I just finished an appointment. I'll call you back in five minutes. I was like, okay, all right, let me let me figure this out. And so he called and I'm like, hey, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, not much. I'm I'm driving home. He's like, oh, okay. Everything good? I said, like, yeah, everything's fine. Um, he was like, you pregnant? I I said, huh? <laughs> he was like, you pregnant, aren't you? I said, yeah. He's like, wait, really? I said, wait, really? Like, yes. He said, oh, damn. Well, father's intuition. Congrats. And I'm like, you're like, that's it? That's it? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> why would you say that? And he's like, I don't know. I just, I, I felt it. I just felt that's why you were calling. And I said, okay, well. Yeah, and he was like, no, that's good, boo. Like, I'm happy for you. Everything's fine. I was like, okay, but... And then I got an incoming call from my mama. So I'm like, okay, well, let me call you back. And I got to tell mom. And he was like, all right, fine. So <laughs> my mama calls. And she's like, hey, like, all happy-go-lucky, <laughs> cheering. I'm like, hey, mama. And she was like, what are you doing? Same spiel. And I was like, oh, I'm heading home from a doctor's appointment. And she was like, oh, okay. Everything fine? I said, yeah. I'm pregnant. Silence. Yeah, because she your mom. <laughs> she your mom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's a little different, you know? So I was like, like, you really want to do that? Uh, <laughs> Hello? Mom? And so she picked up and she's like, girl, I dropped the phone. Ah! I started screaming <laughs> in my ear. And I'm just like, oh my God. So she was so excited. Like, needless to say, both both of my parents are very excited and very supportive. And that, that gave me the energy to be yeah, excited. Because yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, 10 weeks. She said, damn, 10 weeks. I said, mom, I'm just finding out. Like, I promise you. Like, looking back, I... Did you have symptoms? Or? No. Okay. Like, everything was fine. Like, I felt like everything was regular. I really didn't think, I literally didn't think anything. Like, when he said I was, like, 10 weeks, I'm sitting there like, okay, well, maybe I was a little sick, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I just didn't think anything of it. So I didn't really feel my pregnancy until second trimester. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to show, and that burst of energy. I'm like, oh, I want to clean. I want to do this. I want to yeah, do all that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so, like I said, finding out I was having a boy, I was like, oh, great. Like, I'm about to deck this nursery out. Like, it's about to be lit. Like, all the things. And then it was approaching that third trimester where I was like, yeah, I'm not about to do nothing. I just want to yeah. sit on this couch, eat, watch TV. But I was still working during all of this. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was a journey, to say the least. But, like, I had a very smooth pregnancy. I had a very smooth one, and it's tempting to do it again, but then everyone's like, yeah, that second one is not going to be like the first. That's not true. Okay, well, that's good to know, because everyone's true. like, no, you're second pregnancy. I mean, it can all be different. different. Right. But I love being pregnant. Both yeah. Times. See? Um, well, we'll see. And both times, they didn't want to come out. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
was like, my doula was like, your uterus must be really comfortable. I'm like, I don't know. Like, can you get out? Like, See? I don't want to be in labor this long, bro. No, I got lucky because even labor was smooth for me where it was 37 weeks um, that I ended up giving birth at. And I think it was two days before. No, it was a day before I actually gave birth. So May 3rd, I went in because I was like, all right, these contractions is kicking my ass. Like, let's just go. And so my son's father took me in and the doctor was like, Eh, you're about three centimeters dilated. You you got some time. Take some Pitocin. It'll help you sleep. Um, and everything will be fine. But I caught the glimpse of the nurse in the background, and she was just looking at me, and I'm like, let me let me see why she's staring. And so she was like, I would stay close if you can. Like I know you're only three centimeters, but she felt it. She felt it. And so I was like, well, I live 25 minutes away. Like I can't really just like stay somewhere nearby. But okay, I'll keep that on. She said, if it gets really bad. Come back. So I said, okay, fine. So I took the medicine. I got home. I'm thinking, all right, I'm about to sleep through the night. Everyone said that the pitocin's going to help you. Girl, I slept two hours. I was up. Them contractions was kicking me. And so I had my room set up with the bouncy ball, with the, with the towels, with the blankets. And so I'm doing everything to just keep breathing through because I knew I didn't want to be in the hospital very long. Yep. Like, I wanted my labor to be at home as much as possible. And when I'm at that last second, okay, fine, let's go knock it out. And so it's one in the morning, three in the morning, four in the morning. And I'm like bear hollowing and like rotating. Oh, my yeah, son's father is knocked out in the bed, not hearing nothing. And so finally. But those noises are. Oh, it's aggressive. When, like, the, when the ancestors come out, it's about time. It's time. It's time. So I'm thinking, looking back, I probably should have went in then. <laughs> but I didn't. And so I'm literally like howling on the floor and like rolling around and doing all the things. And like he is dead sleep how is he sleeping i have no idea i have no idea so i finally like throw a pillow i'm like bro <laughs> run the bath water like i need to get in the water like i need to relax and so now i'm sitting in the tub looking like a beached whale and just like breathing <laughs> just taking it in like all right everything's fine like everything's fine I, I can last a little bit longer nope that second contraction came in i said okay get me out i gotta go i gotta go and so i'm getting ready He's getting the bags in the trunk. I'm like, okay, let me eat something. Because I know when I get there, they're going to shut it down. Yep. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm ready to eat. So I'm mm -hmm. eating cereal, bananas, whatever, just so that way I can be good. And so my mom wakes up to hearing all our commotion. She's like, y'all going to the hospital? I said, mm -hmm. yeah. She's like, okay, I'm coming. I said, mom, don't come. She's like, why? And I was like, I, don't, I have a feeling this going to be a false alarm. Like, I don't want to be up in there. And then they send you back and us home. Like, just, just wait it out. We got there. And the nurse was like, okay, let me just check. It's the same nurse from yesterday. And she said, I told you to stay close. I said, okay, well, I'm here now. <laughs> What's going on? And so she checked me and everything. And she said, do you want an epidural? I said, oh, absolutely. I, I want to finish the last stretch with that epidural. And she said, okay, we're going to have to get it fast because you go almost nine centimeters. I said, oh, okay, cool. Call my mama, because yeah. if I have this baby without my mother, she's gonna die. Yeah. oh, she's going to turn this hospital upside she's down. She's like, hold it. Yeah, even. hold it. Like, <laughs> I literally was like, you guys, I can't bring this child in until my mother gets here. Like, hard stop. So, got the epidural in, and it was one of those, like, I don't like needles. Mm -hmm. And so, but then when I'm nervous and when I'm uncomfortable, I have to repeat what people are saying to me. And so he's like, all right, needles out. I'm like, needles out. He's like, all right, we're going to poke. I said, okay, poke. It's going in. It's going in. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. He's like, no, no, no I'm asking you. It's everything fine. I said, oh, yes, yes, yes. Everything's You're fine. You're like, I hope so. <laughs> you got to tell me everything's fine. And so finally get it out. Get me to the room. I tell you, I felt nothing. Legs went numb. Bodies all relaxed. I'm like, oh, this is great. 
wow, all right. My mom comes storming in. I told you I should have came with you this morning. <laughs> you had the baby? Yes. Yeah, and no, mom. Just got my epidural and like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Sure enough, they were like, you know, in about an hour, you'll feel it, you know, and then we'll come back and check on you. And so I started feeling this pressure. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'm supposed to be feeling anything. So thankfully, my doula had came in at the time. She said, how are you feeling? I said, I'm good. I said, I'm, but I'm feeling like pressure. And she's like, okay, like pushing? Like, are you pushing? I said, no, I'm not pushing. But like, I feel like I have to poop. Like, honestly. Yeah, it's time. Like, I think it's time. And so she's looking. She's like, okay, yep, the head's already sticking out. We got to go ahead. And I'm like, wait, 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 what? And she's like, yeah, you, your body was pushing. You just didn't realize it. I said, but the water ain't breaking. She said, no, I'm going to break it now. Boop. I said, oh, wow, this is really happening. Okay, so got my legs up, got my son's father here, my mom's on the right. My mom's like, actually, I'm going to go in the front. I got to record this. <laughs> I said, Mom, you're not serious. Girl, phone out, zooming in and out, getting the angles, and I'm just like... My mom was like, I can't, because I pushed so long, things were very large. Oh, my God. The just the back, like... I didn't need this. And so I'm just looking at my son's father. I'm like, just don't look. Don't look. <laughs> like, breathe, hold my hand, look at me. What does he do? Look. Well, when the head's coming out, the body's coming out is cool. You just don't want to look after. I say don't look at all. Like, just, no, no, just no. don't look at all because the guys, I know he's queasy. <laughs> and so I'm sitting here like, I can't have you faint. I can't have you do nothing. Like, be quick if you're going to look. And he looked and he's just looking at me like, <sighs> I say, yeah, <laughs> just, we're going to do it. 13 minutes of pushing, he came out. That's it. And how, how much did he weigh? Nine pounds, eight ounces. I got a big baby. Big old baby. Head full of hair. So heartburn was justified. And I was expecting him to cry. Because you know, you see in the movie, baby come out, they're crying, mm-hmm. you know. He's chill. Dead silent. And so I was like, something wrong with him? Like, mm-hmm. he's not crying. And they're like, no, no, no. He's cool. He's okay. He's okay. He's beautiful. Girl, they handed him to me. And he has the meanest side eye. Like, why did you disturb my peace? <laughs> why am I here right now? I was yeah, like, oh. Uh, this is my preview. This is my preview. Yeah. And sure enough, he was like, all right, like, I'm here. What you want? Like, and it was just, it's the crazy thing because it happened so fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally, like, holding this little alien-looking baby. And I'm just like, wow. Like, <laughs> Not the alien-looking like, like, I did that. Like, you're yeah. here. Yeah. I created you. I'm stuck with you. Like, all the feelings. And I'm just like, wow, this is, this is wild. This is wild. It so is. that that first night, I don't think I slept the entire night because I was just staring. I was up looking at him, of course, his son's father knocked out on the couch, thriving. <laughs> and so I'm just looking at him like, damn, we really did that. Like, this is, that's my little human. My yeah. little person. It's crazy. And then when they get big, you look at, there's moments you know now yeah. you're like, I need you. Yeah. You have those moments where you're just kind of like, wow, like. I see me and you, mm-hmm. but I also see you coming into your own as well. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a growing point. And like you said, your son's five and two, he's four. And the transition from one, two, three, four, it's just, it's been different. And every single time I'm just like, wow, like, wow, I made you. I brought you into this world. Yeah. Here I, we are. I just wish society like honored the mother just a little bit more. A little bit more, cause especially the black mom. Come on, cause they, I just I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I'm like <laughs> the fact that there's like a black maternal health crisis and women don't have paid leave or childcare. But I'm like nobody would be here without us. Thank you. We literally have created, created lives and continue to create them. Like I don't get it. The least you can do is take care of us. That's like bare minimum of what you can do. 
But I heard it. I did an Instagram live yesterday, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Mothers are like a candy wrapper." Mm. The way society treats us is like mm. you. Uh, you really just want the candy. Mm-hmm. So once you're done unwrapping the candy, you just toss the wrapper. And well, um, that shit is yeah the truth. Unfortunately, yeah. And it's just at the end of the day, it's 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 again that mindset and understanding of like, give us our credit without us asking for it. Yeah, which Plain is why like community is so important mm-hmm. and having a tribe. Yeah, and it's like it's interesting for the audience. Like we literally met in March on a panel, and mm-hmm. then the rest is history. Yep. But like we saw each other, and mm-hmm. it's important because you know we can have, and I'm sure you've seen that because you were you became a mom somewhat younger yeah. mm-hmm. and were probably one of the first in your crew to become one and yeah. it can be an isolating experience absolutely and in this it's just helpful when you can have someone that like can just look at you and know what you're feeling yeah and you don't have to explain yeah anything yeah because <laughs> like you're also just so tapped out yes and trying to hold it together right all the time at the same a time bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exhausting <laughs> like i literally have my best friend from high school she also is a mom and so our boys are besties. They have no idea, but they're best friends because we're best friends. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, you just get with it. Um, so anytime I'm having a mom day or I'm tired or whatever, she's the first person I call. And she's the first, I'm the first person she calls. And we just sit there and we breathe. Yeah. Like, that's all you need to do sometimes. Because otherwise like, it's, it's, it's ongoing. Yeah. And it's exhausting because it's, it's like you love your friends, you love your family, you love everyone around you, but... If you don't have a kid, sometimes you just can't relate. You can't relate to mothers. And it's like, I'm exhausted telling you of everything that I'm going through. And while I appreciate you listening, I appreciate your support, it hits different when you're able to talk to someone that's in the boat with you and that understands it and where you literally can just be like, girl. And then that's just and it. And that's it. That's it. And she's like, I already know because, and then it yep. just goes. Like, I mean, she heard what was happening one day yeah. and just was like, go handle that. And mm-hmm. then we, we hung up and she goes, she. Bing, I got a text. She's like, I love you. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Because she could feel over yeah. the phone, like, yeah. the chaos mm-hmm. and the stress that mm-hmm. I was enduring in that present moment. Yeah. But just to send that love and validation to just, yeah. it allowed me, because it goes back to when he was six months, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a confident mom, but you yeah. are like, it's just so much. You just, we deserve affirmation. Yeah. We deserve care. Support. We deserve yeah. rest. Yeah. And the big point I made earlier and what I've been kind of thinking about since my trip to Jamaica is we deserve fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, you were just on your vacation. I'm like, let's plan a trip. Like, yes. let's just go out. Yes. Even if it's, like, a night overnight in this in New York Absolutely. City, like, go to dinner, like, yeah. spend the night at a hotel, do a spa. Just, yep. like, have fun. There yes. can be restful moments. But I also am just like, what's your mom? You'll be tired for fucking ever. Like, forever. Because so even, like, like when that. your kids get older, like, your mom probably still worried about, like, oh, I, was I, saw, for seven. I saw on the gram you guys went out. So mm-hmm. I was worried if you guys made it home yes. at night. You know? Yes. And so... I see my mom in my stories all the time. Like, oh, she's yeah. probably not going to text me and be like, Oh, no, my mother will. Oh, no, my mother will. She'll send me a screenshot of my story post and be like, Oh, this is cute. Where you at? And then two hours later, You home yet? Yeah. Let me know you made it. I'm like, Mom. That's the shy in her. My okay. Mom, my mom's in Sacramento. So she's like, a little No, shy. Chicago moms, they a little different. They want to know oh, your yeah. whereabouts at all times. I'm from Oakland. Like, <laughs> Sam, I'm trying on. to undo my hand. So we, he held my hand on the way to walk to school down the street, crosswalk. Uh-huh. We got off the crosswalk. He let my hand go. I was like, no, 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 no. Run it back. I said, what you doing? I was Run like, oh, we ain't holding hands? Yeah, no. We ain't holding 
that's okay. not what we close That's what we're going to do. That's what we going to do. Like, like, yeah. Like, but I'm going to kiss you in your mouth. All day. <laughs> All day. I'm going to embarrass you no matter what. My child does the push-offs. Like, he'll do the side hug or, like, the extension. I'm like, no, 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 no. See, now I'm going to just pick you up. Now you messed up. Now you're about to be little baby baby daddies all day. Like, you're getting all this baby love, and I'm just going to smush your face. You can mush me all day, but now all your friends go see you a mama's boy, and that's not going to change. All right. So, oh, get can we it. talk about that? Oh, wait, oh what was boy. that? The, on, the, those, like, uh, reels that are, like, tell me your boy about without telling you. Without telling me. The clingy shit. I, I'm like, yes. they will be so free, running, uh-huh. tearing everything up, and then they both, like, it's Real like quick. they come to recharge. We're magnets. And yeah. I'm like, what? Oh, you guys, like, I can't, I can't move. I can't move. <laughs> yeah, you get the wraparound. I get the wraparound where he'll be sitting on his iPad minding business and he'll look and see I'm too far. And then he'll come scooch over <laughs> and then put me in the headlock. I'm like, honey, <laughs> your shoulder. Like, I'm okay. I'm here. And he's like, yeah, no, uh-uh. And then he comes and down. And now Baldwin's words. Like, no, mommy, sit down. <laughs> no, mommy, stop. Sit down. No, no, it's Sit rude. Down. It's rude. I'm like, it's rude. Okay, we're just here for them. That's it. I was like, but boo, I got no pick me up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, you're like mm-hmm. thirty five pounds. No, like, they don't care. They don't care. They do not care, or they'll do the sit Samuel down. Be like, you're strong, mom. Yeah, you got this. I mean, there is a whole stage where I'm like carrying both of both. them. Oh. See, mm-mm. That's I'm like, I'm never question my strength. Okay? Oh no, it I comes got... out of nowhere. Right. And the worst is when you travel and you I don't know if you still do the stroll up. Two, no, I've mm-hmm. done cross country to, to to Oakland with both of them and the dog. Ooh, so I deserve. You deserve it. I deserve it. All. You deserve it all. Yeah. somebody would have been left. Somebody out. buy me a birthday. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. please and thank you. <laughs> two for each one. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. No, two. People on the plane are like, "You're amazing." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I'm thank glad you, you noticed." Okay. <laughs> How would you like to celebrate? Like, <laughs> Bless us before. And that day I have put him, I know you're not supposed to say white beater in a right, right. tank top. The tanky. Mm-hmm. In a light tank top. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm telling my age. And so I took off his sweatshirt. He was just rocking. Oh, he's chilling. <laughs> yeah, no. At that point, I was like, we're going to roll like this. That's it. Hacking. I'm sure people are like, oh, you brought a COVID kid. I was like, no. no. And then I'm thinking, oh, God, does he have an ear infection? Mm. But, they, but the allergies present like an ear infection, yes. all the drainage. Yes. And he's two, so I'm like, and I, yeah. I've been, you know, having babies and breastfeeding for five years, so I never took right. any kind of allergy meds because yeah. if you don't know, that'll mess with your milk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, I take him to the doctor because you know we forget about ourselves. Yeah. And they were like, no, he doesn't have an ear infection. Like yeah, he needs meds, so I start giving him um, Allegra or whatever, mm-hmm. and it, it works. But I hate like always having to have. Yeah. But he loves just... medicine. He got medicine, mommy, medicine. Oh, I love that for you because mine yeah, absolutely he's like, not. He's like my little drug addict. <laughs> I gotta watch him. Like, you gotta do like the no experimenting for no. you. Please don't. When you, when you cut the hole out, you put the medicine in the bottom so that way you can see. Oh God. Okay. Listen, Wait, what is TikTok it? TikTok hack. You get the juice box, cut out the back, and you put the medicine cup inside. 
<gasps> stick the straw through so that they're thinking they're drinking juice and it's medicine. Oh, shit. Greatest thing ever. Because my child, he sees medicine. No, he Samuel would projectile yes. vomit. And luckily, mm-hmm. you know, I breastfed both of them a long time, but nice. luckily Samuel didn't really get sick. Of course, though, the one time he had one of those crazy ass colds, with a, he, you know, when their bodies are so yeah. hot. Yeah, drenched in I had sweat. to shoot. I was shooting Mirror and two TV shows that week. Ooh. No sleep. Ooh. And I remember I got to set up the good fight and I was like, hi, hi, makeup. Yeah. Please, <laughs> Y'all gonna have to bring out everything. Because I have not it. slept mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all. That's brutal. That is brutal. Like not even. Yeah. And that's and you know, when you're breastfeeding, that's like a whole other layer of energy. Yes. And then you still have to pump. It's draining. It is draining. See, and I never pumped because my son didn't like any bottles. I I bought well over 60 bottles, 100 plus nipples. (laughs) Like, I tried it all. I tried to get the nipples that were brown because I was like, well, maybe if he sees my skin, he'll be like, yes. I did the t-shirt cutout, sliding it in. Like, it was not happening. It's not happening. So I had to breastfeed. So I was thankful that I worked from home. And so I was able to do but it it's all a throughout the day like on demand. You get touched out. It's a lot. It's exhausting. Like, yeah. and, then, and then you think about the mental toll. And midway through, I'm thinking like, damn, I'm just a cow. Like, all I'm doing is producing milk, and he's just eating and sleeping. Like, that's all I'm here for. And it's yeah. like it's exhausting to think about, and it's such a process. But it's something that you can't you can't get out of. And so you have to really talk yourself into like understanding, like, no, 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 you are providing. Yeah, yeah, and I loved it, you and know. it's an. I think for mm-hmm. me, like a lot of this is an and, but mm-hmm. but what's important, and I I feel like also what I want to touch on because of who you are is that it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. sure, you have privilege access or whatever, but like you're still a human being and a yeah. mom, and it's a toll. And in yeah. in different ways, I can say this mm-hmm. is harder because there's a lack of like privacy yeah. or or. There's this thing that, like, I don't know why people think you're, you're like, less than human just right. because you might right. have some access. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. but you got all the jails. Right, you got all that. So, okay, your closet is fly. But <laughs> I got your life ain't hard. What they ain't doing anything. My jays don't pay my bills. Take this shit. <laughs> right. I promise you, they don't. Trust like, me, when on. I was with my ex, I was Ooh. a millionaire. Tr- their problem? Uh uh-uh. uh. I was like, no. There's bigger things out there. I remember bigger the first days. time I saw his, like, the, some, you know, mm-hmm. when you got big bills, they come real pretty from your financial advice. Yeah, real nice. I was like, hey. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> I said, we gotta go sell some shit. Oh, we're, no, yeah, we're not doing this. 80 a month. Yeah, we're not doing this. No. no. For what? No. I'm no. like, bro, you grew up in the project. What? Mm-hmm. 80 mm-hmm. what? No, we're not doing What it. are we doing? We're not doing it. Why are we doing We're this? not doing it. <laughs> we're not like this that that is not happening Art stop i said because this is like this i said we can sell all this it's different it's different it hits different and that's what people fail to realize like i it's, live a normal life yeah like, to ease some of that because normal. it's like once you're here then they're the fall you know yeah. and there's just this it's just so much pressure all the time and yeah. so I just, like, I see you, and I love that we're getting to know each other. But I think it's important for people to just, like, just realize, like, everybody's shit. normal. You know, like, this is regular life. Regular (laughs) life. Like, I promise you. Like, my kid don't care who I am. (laughs) He don't care. It's a regular day. Like, I don't know why. Like, this is the biggest thing that I always see, especially on my page, is, like, everyone's like, well, why don't you show his face? Like, we deserve to see his face. Uh, You don't deserve it. Why, why, God's going to do you feel like you deserve to see my child's face? 
That's creepy. You sitting at home behind your desktop looking for a child's face for what? Did that pay your bill? Did I help you sleep seeing my baby's face? No. They say deserve? Yes. Oh, I've had a comment. We deserve to see his face. I don't understand why you're covering it. That must be a deformity or something like it will go up, down, left and right. And I'm just like, y'all are talking about a baby. You know that, right? Like a child that ha- can't even defend himself. Like you're pressing. I'm gonna need you to get alive. Thank you. I promise you. Find a hobby. Do something. <laughs> Do something. You clearly got too much free time. <laughs> Way too much. Get, come see me behind that keyboard. Come see me, and then I'll let you know if you can see his face. Let it go. Let it go. So. Do you see my face? Like anyway. No. Okay. So the final <laughs> question I like to ask everyone is, "What are you giving birth to next?" Oh. What am I giving birth to next? Not another child. I'll tell you that right now. Um, maybe, maybe that one. That one's for somebody else. Maybe like the wrong face. No, ma'am. I got time before that happens. Um, you know, I think it's. I would probably say I'm. I'm giving myself. I'm rebirthing myself. Um, and that's because I just turned thirty, and so I love the fact that. I'm in a new decade. I'm in a new era. Like, I'm in a new place, space. Like, you, you grownish now. Like, you know, I'm kind of grown. Like, I can start paying my bills. <laughs> kidding. Paying my bills since 20. Um, but it's like, it's just a new sense of energy that's mm-hmm. coming with all the changes I've been dealing with. Um, and I feel like that that's my rebirth. It's like, I'm not changing who I am. I'm not erasing my past or nothing like that because I, I have no regrets. I live life to the fullest and I'm grateful for every moment within it. But 30 hits different and it's just like, okay, I want to walk good. into it. Like, yeah. this is me. Yeah, you feel it. Like, I feel okay. like there's almost like like the circle kind of uh-huh. completes. Yeah. And then it's another, it's another little and layer. Then you, yeah. It's another little layer. So I'm just like, okay, cool. That that era, my 20s, beautiful, ups, downs and all. Loved every minute of it. Tears in full. And it's like, okay, cool. 30, what you got? Like, let's, let's embrace this. Let's step into it. And then I'm doing it from the space of me and my son like it's the two of us the through thick and thin we we gonna get through it and just have an exciting time new places new beginnings and just authentically living life to the fullest and that. i'm ready for it well, well 30 yay we like 30 i got <laughs> we gotta enjoy the last couple months of my 30 listen it's okay you as 30 as you want to be i know i'm mm-hmm. like it's fine that's me just um, plus one we got goals for for march though i'm like i'm like we need a birth, birthday birthday savings yes that's why we got that i'm like debating though i'm like do you like parties like birthday parties see uh, i don't i yes and no i love to celebrate my birthday like i am that person where it's like it's right. my birthday week i'm not gonna do when it when is your birthday december 7th okay so i'm a sag we love that yeah don't judge me <laughs> no <laughs> like, <I make> sense. <laughs> I'm good with that as long head. as y'all are good with me. <laughs> exactly. I'm about to say, this is backhand. It's Otherwise, backhand. wait, I'm no. Like, what, is, what is yours? I'm a Pisces. March 9th. Okay, 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 okay. I get it. No, but like, if you guys fuck with me, then it's hard. You're good. Then yeah, good. you suck. That's but it. I just will make sure I never disagree with you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> as long as you know. As long as you know. Because... Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Arguments be a little different. Um, but it's okay. We love, we love Pisces over here. I know. I'm like, okay, you're getting loud. Yeah. Like, my girlfriend said, she had a call upstairs one time mm-hmm. when I was at her house. And she was like, what I said was. And I was like, oh, shit. Somebody disagree with Fossey. Listen, that's accurate because it's giving, I said what I said. And it's real, and like, it's professional. It. But yes. it's loud and as like, everything. As like, Okay, yeah, my ex was a sad mm-hmm. like, dude, like, I don't agree with you. Like, yeah. it's 
gonna be okay. Yeah, everything's fine. But he was, but it but there's two sides to the side. But y'all are thing. sensitive too, though. We, it, it depends. It depends. It depends on who. I say I'm a softie. I'm not sensitive. Where like you can tell me, check me, whatever, but like don't play me. And if you do that, then that softness is gonna go hard. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now you're just trying to hurt me. Yeah, I'm gonna let you know you hurt me. But then I'm gonna take your ass up afterwards. So it's like it's it's a balance. It's like yeah, I'm gonna yeah. hit my low point. You'll see it. But then my rise is gonna be ugly, and you're gonna be need to get out of my. Oh body. yeah, that rise is not for me. Yeah, you can. There's a. It's, it's a balance. It's a balance. It's a balance. Yeah, I would suggest too, so. like no leave it there leave it there but you got you guys are serious about your work and yeah we get we get a bad rep for being wonders i'm like i don't i don't wonder like i don't know but maybe that's the female side of me like i like female side is the male side yeah they say that there is completely different yeah completely different but it's weird because i think when you guys make the decision that's it. Like, my ex that was a sag, mm-hmm. had his fun, played in the NFL, like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. We did not deal with that yeah, no. at all. Yeah. It was like, mm-hmm. he called, he went through the black book and was like, don't call me. I yes. love this right. one. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I was like, damn. We like, 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 the whole phone? Yeah. Like, Good. Yeah. That's how it should be. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he was locked in. Locked that was in. not our... Oh, issue. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a lot of that like stuff is like, true, but like, yeah. I also think when you have clarity, clarity yeah. is key. And if you find your person, then that's, that's just like, it. That's and it. I mean, yeah, I was his person. You know, let me know. Let me Until know. he was no longer mine. Exactly. <laughs> when he was like, yours. <laughs> I was his, but I let that go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sentiments. Sentiments. Yeah. Everybody's like, it's good. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry <laughs> Just about it. They're going to be like, whoa. Yeah. That was it. I got layers. <laughs> Peel it back. It's not all your business. No, no, no. You know what you need to know. Yeah, message. That's Everybody it. don't need to know everything. <laughs> Just give a little taste. Just a little bit. It was great. Well, we'll have to do this again. <laughs> I adore you. And yes. I know we like have some realities we have to get back to. Of course. But next time, I think we should do it with some little, little, drinky, little drinky food. Yeah. I love that. I'm about to support that. Okay. Yay. Yes. Yay. I feel like it got hot. Oh, it did. But I'm, then I'm like, I'm always hot and I come in layers. Like, oh my God. All right. Um, well, hell, 